because life is too short to miss the truth. Here we go. It's time for the Vintage Truth Podcast with best-selling author and Bible teacher, Jeff Kinley. Yes, that's right. Life is way too short to miss the good stuff. It's not just the good stuff. It's the God stuff that we talk about on the Vintage Truth Podcast. Welcome. I'm Jeff Kinley, and I'm excited to tell you about some cool things that are happening. Uh, One big, big, big announcement. Did I say it was big? that's coming later this week is um, something I've been wanting to tell you about for a long time. It's, it's been in the works, but now it's official. And if you are a part of my uh, newsletter, my monthly newsletter, then uh, you'll be getting this announcement before anyone else on planet Earth. It's pretty exciting. Exciting for me anyway. Exciting for you. It's going to be a fun, fun opportunity for you. So be sure to go to jeffkinley.com and Right there on the right, it just says sign up for my newsletter. I send one newsletter a month. It's an email newsletter. It's either me on video for a couple of minutes or it's, you know, about 30 seconds of reading. It's a really quick update, but it fills you in on all kinds of things and gives you tools to help you in your relationship and walk with God. And if you sign up for my newsletter, then you will get uh, this announcement before anyone else and have an opportunity to jump right in. But uh, if not, you'll just have to wait to the next Vintage Truth Podcast to find out what it is I'm talking about here. But it's going to be really fun. So we're starting a new week here in the Vintage Truth Podcast. I want to tackle a really tough question that is brought up often when people either try to um, either give objections to Christianity and to God or just believers that just want to know, because this this is a question that really everyone asks themselves from one time to another, and uh, we're going to tackle it uh, head on. We're going to just you know peel off the outer layers and go right for the raw truth, because theology is always practical. Theology always makes sense to our lives, and uh, it always integrates with our lives because it's study of God. It's God, and God is relatable to us through Jesus Christ and through his word. So here's the question we're going to tackle today. The question is, what about those people in the world who have never heard about Jesus, who've never heard about God? What about those people? Now, we have to begin by establishing the fact that Christianity believes that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven, the only way to know God. In fact, Jesus said that in John 14, 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, the the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. So by making that statement, Jesus effectively ruled out every single other faith system in the world, every other religious system in the world, every other philosophy or creed or belief system, no matter what it is. Jesus claimed that he was the only exclusive way to God. So for that being our basis here, we have to ask ourselves a question. What about all those people who have never heard about Jesus? What, what's God going to do with them? Okay. So let's, let's, uh, let's talk about, about, about six really cool truths about this, this uh, question that I think will help you 
Now, some of the answers that you're going to get here may not be the answers you want. They may not be comfortable, but they are true. And here's the first one. The first one is the fact that many people have not heard about Jesus Christ. First of all, many people in the Old Testament never heard about the way of salvation that was provided through the Jews, through Israel. God gave his revelation of truth and the way of salvation through Israel. Many tribes, many nations never heard of that. What about them? What about the people on the planet right now who have never heard of Jesus Christ? Close to 4 billion people on the planet have never heard of Jesus Christ, right? Did you know that? People think, oh, we've, we've saturated the world with the gospel. No, we haven't. There are billions who have never heard the name of Jesus Christ. And by the way, they're not all in like Swaziland or, you know, some deep, dark corner of the Congo. They're roaming the streets of New York City. They're walking down the avenues and neighborhoods in St. Louis. They go to schools in Atlanta, Georgia, and they do not know who Jesus Christ is. You said, that's, that's really hard to believe. Really? Go ask someone who Jesus is and see if they come up with the answer that the Bible gives. Or just ask them about who they think God is. They either haven't heard of him, although many people in America have, or they don't have any idea who he is. And I've been to countries where people have literally never heard that name Jesus. They don't know who he is. So let's admit the fact that billions have never heard the name of Jesus. And by the way, they'll be born, they'll live, and they'll die. And they will never hear the name of Jesus Christ. How do you put that in your little theological pipe and smoke it? How do you deal with that truth? Because it's it's a reality, okay? Now, it's a moral question that we're asking here. Because in essence, we have this underlying belief in Christianity, among Christians, I should say, and especially in America, where everything has to be fair. In America, we believe that somehow everybody gets, quote-unquote, a chance to hear about Jesus, okay? So the question is, is, is that really true? Because apparently billions are not at the moment. So where's their chance, right? And is that fair? So it's a moral question because if people, if billions are dying and going into a Christless eternity of hell, then you have to ask, ask the question, wow, is that fair? I mean, does that, does that mean God somehow is not loving because he didn't give them this uh, opportunity? Is he still good? He's still good. Well, you know, different philosophers and theologians and apologists have come up with, you know, some reasons why they believe that this can still be a reality and God still be good. And they base this, this is one of the reasons here, is they base this on God's omniscience, okay? Let's just put aside for the, for the moment the doctrine of predestination, the doctrine of election. The Bible talks about God predestined us in Romans 8, Ephesians chapter 1. It says, in love he predestined us. So the Bible does teach predestination. It does teach that God elects certain individuals. And if you want to really dive into that, I challenge you to open up your Bible and read Romans 9 through 11 and see what opinion you have of God and of yourself after you come out of those chapters. But we're not going to tackle that at the moment. But here's what some people say. They say, well, 
just based on God's omniscience, the fact that he knows everything that has happened, that is happening, that will happen, that could happen, based upon that vast, unlimited, infinite, boundless knowledge that only he has, maybe God knew that all those people that never heard of him wouldn't have believed in him anyway. I mean, that's certainly, from a human perspective, a possibility that this divine being already kind of searched it out and realized, well, why get the message to them? They're not going to believe it anyway. Now, only God could know that. We could never know that. We'll come back to that in just a minute. Here's the, a, third, a third truth here. Many haven't heard already. We know that. Billions. Maybe God knows they would have believed, wouldn't have believed anyway. Here's the third truth here. Where does it say in the Bible... If you can point a verse in the Bible, then then you'll be the first to find this first. But where does it say in the Bible that every single person on the planet, watch this, deserves to know about salvation? Where do we get that idea? Well, it's not from the Bible. I'll tell you where we get it. We infer it. We assume it based upon what we believe is loving and good and fair. So we take a human definition of goodness of love and of you know god being equal to everyone being fair to and just to everyone and we say well because of that everybody gets a, gets a chance it's like if you walked into a um, to an office of 50 people or to a classroom of 50 people and uh, you were providing lunch for the day and you gave out 30 sandwiches and there's 50 people in the class or, or let's say 30 tickets to a movie and there's 50 people in the class. Well, 20 people are not going to go. But you knew there were 50 people in the room. And it's your tickets. You bought them with your money. Where's the law that says that you have to provide tickets for everybody? That's a human concept, a human construct of fairness and equality. We're talking about not only an infinite God, not only an omniscient God, but a God who is all holy and, and all righteous and, oh, man, here we go. This is where that Romans 9 through 11 thing comes in. He's also sovereign, which means he's self-sufficient. He is independent. means he makes his, he's the only being, the only being that makes his own free moral choices. We don't make free moral choices. We're influenced by some aspect of our sin as human beings, but, but God is not. So where does it say in the Bible every person deserves to know. Now, it'd be good for if they knew, we would think that, right? From a human perspective, they well, it's good that they know about Jesus. But where does it say that they deserve to know? In fact, they don't deserve to know. In fact, you don't deserve to know, and neither do I. See, there's nothing that God owes us. <laughs> That's what Romans tells us. Who are you as a, as a person, as a human being, as a creation, as a created being, that you can lay claim to God and say, no, 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 you owe your sinful, rebellious, God-hating humanity. You owe this to them. You owe them a chance. Not in the Bible. So that's one aspect, one theory. Here's a fourth idea. Every person already does know about God, morality, and sin. So where does it say that in the Bible? Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 2 tells us that 
God has made the knowledge of his existence inherent within the human heart and mind. In Romans chapter 1, let me just read it to you real quick. It says in verse 20, well, verse 19 rather, because that which is known about God is evident within them. How do we know that? Well, the next, very next phrase says, for God made it evident to them. How do you do that? Next verse. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, divine nature, those two things got his, his eternal, that means he has no beginning, right? And his divine nature, that means he is supreme. He's the only divine being. It says, those things have been clearly seen, being understood by every person of the world through what has been made through the creation. The result of this, it says, so that they are without excuse. So in reality, all those billions that may not hear about Jesus still know about God. They still know he's there, that he exists, that he's eternal, and that he has proved himself to be divine through what has been made around us. And then Romans chapter 2 goes on, and it says, concerning God's moral law, it says in verse 14, for when the Gentiles who do not have the law, the moral standards of God, do instinctively the things of the law, these having a law, the law are a law to themselves. What do you mean by that? Well, he says, in that, they show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience bearing witness to them, and their thoughts either accusing them or defending them. So every person in the world truly knows that there is a God and that they are sinners before him, that they have they do not meet the standard of God. That's why we automatically feel guilty when we do something basically morally wrong. Unless our consciences have been dulled and seared and calloused because of repeated rejection of that conscience, okay? They say, well, what if a person, let's say they're living in, in you know, the Congo or London or St. Louis or Las Vegas, doesn't matter. What if that person looks up at the sky at night and goes, wow, some, this had to have come from a creator. You say, what then? What does God, what does God do with that? And what if that person says, you know, I really wish I knew who this God was. I wish I knew who he was. There's not a person on planet Earth who desires to know God whom God will not reveal himself to them. Now, God is a huge, big God. He can do anything he wants to do. He can drop a missionary out of a plane with a parachute into a village. Or he can put a sign on a billboard for that person in Las Vegas. Or he can see a cross on a steeple at a church. Or he can hear something on the radio or, or stumble on a podcast like this. There's no excuse. If that person really wants to know about God, God, I mean, think about it. He's infinite. It's nothing more to him to, you know, navigate the path of a feather falling to the ground as it is to create the universe. There's no more drain on his power. He's infinite. So God can do that. In fact, the Bible tells us in, in Deuteronomy chapter 4, 
verse 29, speaking to the Jews here, but the principle is the same. He says, if from this point you will seek the Lord, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart. Deuteronomy 4.29, Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Many times, uh, Isaiah also said, God says, Come to me and let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they'll be as white as snow. I think that's Isaiah 66 around verse 13, something like that. Hey, if you want to know God, God will reveal himself to you. God will not turn you away. Jesus said, no one who comes to me will be turned away. So if you seek the God whose innate knowledge and morality you you already know, God will make sure that you get the truth about his son, Jesus Christ. A fifth reason, it could be number six here. It says we are commanded as believers to tell the world about the good news of Jesus. So that, is, that doesn't relinquish the responsibility of us that, oh, well, they already know there's a God, and if they really want him, that they can seek him. No, no, we're still commanded. We still have responsibility to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Now, we won't reach them all. We won't reach them all, at least this side of the rapture. But we're still commanded to do that. So it doesn't lessen our responsibility, whether it's through broadcasting God's word through just being a friend at school or at work or in the neighborhood or relative or whatever. We still have a responsibility to be Christ to these people and to tell them the truth about Jesus Christ. But they literally cannot lay a claim at God's feet and say, you you should have given it to me. You should have given me more. I deserve this. Or I sought you and you just, you never showed up. You, You never gave me anything that would ever leave me, lead me to you, God. That that's just not true. Here's a sixth reason, depending on how you're counting, maybe number seven, is that one day the world actually will hear. I'm not talking about the whole world here. The Bible tells us in the tribulation period there'll be three global witnesses that will tell the world about God's salvation. One will be through the 144,000 Jewish evangelist witnesses that we see in Revelation. And uh, specifically, we, we read about those in uh, Revelation uh, chapter 12. The Bible tells us about, uh, excuse me, chapter 11. And it also tells us about the, the two witnesses that God will, will raise up for that, that final day. Excuse me, it's Revelation chapter 7 is 144,000. Revelation chapter 11 is the two witnesses. So those two witnesses will be telling the world by, with signs and miracles. And also, the Bible says that there will also be an angel flying in mid-heaven that will be announcing to the world. And, and many people will come to know Christ who never heard through the time that you and I live in, but during the tribulation period, they will hear about him. So ultimately, the ends of the earth will hear about the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we can't simply just dismiss the truth that Jesus is the way because, because some people never hear. We can't say that's not fair because God determines what's fair. And we can't say that no one even knows that there is a God because the Bible says that they already have that innate knowledge. But if they seek him, if they have any desire whatsoever, and what that means is every person that knows that you're a Christian, that knows that you're a follower of Jesus Christ, they've been exposed. They've been, they're held accountable to the gospel of Jesus. In fact, we are all held accountable to the gospel of Jesus. 
and God remains fair. Again, if you want to really get your world rock, read, read Romans 9 through 11. So what about those who have never heard? Well, they need to hear, obviously. But that doesn't get them off the hook if they choose to reject the knowledge God has already given to them. That's a toughie, I'm telling you. But it's God's vintage truth. Hey, Friday, I'm laying some good stuff on you with a big announcement. I'll talk to you then. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Vintage Truth Podcast. Please subscribe and share with a friend. For more about Jeff's ministry, go to jeffkinley.com.